Hello, this is the Car Dealer Podcast, brought to you by the team at Car Dealer Magazine. Every day we bring you the latest news and updates about the automotive industry. You can find all this and more by visiting our website, cardealermagazine.co.uk. This week we've gone into another national lockdown and dealership suppliers have been coming out with fee-free months in support. Today, James Baggett spoke to Auto Traders Director Catherine Fairs on Car Dealer Live. Here's the interview in full, but if you want to watch the video, you can do so on our YouTube channel, which is linked in the description. Hello and welcome to Car Dealer Live. I'm James Baggett, I'm the founder of Car Dealer Magazine, and today I'm delighted to be chatting to Auto Traders Director Catherine Fairs. Catherine, good morning, how are you? Morning, James. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Happy New Year to you and the team. Thank you for joining us. Um, So yesterday, uh, your business announced free advertising for dealers for February uh, and extended payment terms on January bills. I see some of your competitors are following suit this morning. It comes as dealers are forced to shut showrooms once again and revert to click and collect under lockdown free. So, I mean, Catherine, let's start with those bills. Um, I had a number of phone calls. I'm sure you had many more uh, from dealers saying, what are auto traders going to do? do you, was your hand forced on this one? And, and, and why, why did you have to cut bills for dealers this time? No, I certainly don't feel that like we were we were forced to act at all. Um, I think we'd all hoped by now that with news of the vaccines, there'd be a clear end in sight for all of us and we could put this, what has been an incredibly challenging period behind us. But I think you know, we need to be realistic as well as um, optimistic about the future and that dose of realism about how hard the next few weeks, I think are gonna be both for people personally and uh, you know, retailers out there trying to keep operations going where possible. Um, we felt like it was the right thing to do to, to offer our support. I think throughout the crisis, we've tried to support the industry in every way we can. The headlines were always grabbed by the financial support that we offer. But over the course of the last nine to 10 months, we've launched a series of product developments to help retailers support their digital retailing journeys. We've been much more open in sharing the insight, the data that we have from across our platforms on consumer behavior, pricing um, trends and other market insight that's out there and happening. And then we've also invested significantly in marketing when forecourts have been open, which we hope is very much helped to support the bounce back in demand we have seen in those interim periods before, before lockdown. We've been, or our advertising packages have now been free for three of the last nine months. And we obviously had then the 25% discount in June. And as we look forward to the next few months, it felt right again to go free in February for our customers and partners and to delay those January payment terms as well, just really to support the industry through, I think, what is going to be a pretty difficult few weeks. We, we did see in the, in the second lockdown that the, the, the dealers can make a success of, of, of click and collect. I mean, I, we, we reported on a, on a number of dealers, both large and small, who, who managed to continue selling and actually excelled their, their, their numbers from, from, the, from the year before. Did that make this decision quite hard for, for auto traders to make it free? Because there, there are some dealers out there that are still doing business and are still selling cars and are still advertising them on your platform. I mean, what what was the thinking behind that? I think we've taken and viewed each lockdown as we as we see it from the data and from the government advice that we're 
that we're hearing. Um, lockdown one was definitely very different to lockdown two. In lockdown one, on average, our proxy sold data suggests that retailers were selling at about 20 to 25% of normal volumes across end of March, April and May. You're absolutely right that in um, the second lockdown, the average across the industry, uh, retailers were selling at about 70 to 75% of typical volume for that time of year. And we felt, and clearly, sorry, at the beginning of lockdown two, we didn't know that when we were all entering that period. And we didn't know how close trading performance was going to be you know, to lockdown one. We'd imagined it might be closer to lockdown one, but actually, really encouragingly, uh, the industry and retailers have done a fantastic job, by and large, at enabling click and collect, home delivery, COVID safety measures to enable transactions to continue. We felt when we were listening to the guidance on Monday and listening to um, you know, the restrictions and how they were changing, we felt like it was the right, the right thing to do. That the, I think the tone of what was said on Monday does feel quite different to the tone of um, where the government was back in November. And the nature of the restrictions is clearly more severe in terms of you know, the reasons why people can leave their home. So, we're, we're kind of guessing about where um, transaction levels will be over the next couple of months, but I'm hopeful that they will be yeah, better than lockdown one. I'm not sure they're going to be quite as strong as they were in lockdown number two, but I think there's still good reasons to be positive and believe that underlying consumer demand when, you know, when consumers are able to transact will be, will be strong and remain strong as we've seen in those moments over the last few months when retailers have been more actively trading. Well, what are your thoughts on, on, on how dealers can do business at the moment? I mean, we're, we're hearing a, a sort of a mixed mixed opinion from, from, from the dealers uh, that we've been chatting to. You know, some want it to be business as usual, whereas others are kind of saying, well, is it really in the spirit of the lockdown to be continuing to do business in the same way, even if we're allowed to? You know, can we can we justify get calling customers in for a click and collect purchase when they really should be staying at home? What, what, what are your thoughts on the sentiments there? And, and what are your customers telling you on that? I think it's a, I think the, the balance this time is harder to get, to get right. Clearly, the legally, click and collect and home delivery services are allowed based on the guidance that has been, that's been published. But, you know, the list of reasons given of why consumers can leave their home, I think there's probably still an element of subjectivity. And even if consumers can leave their home to, um, you know, to complete a click and collect transaction, are they going to want to, given you know, the news that we're hearing each day tragically around um, case levels and around deaths. So I think for retailers, it, we've definitely got a much bigger spectrum of retailers. Some, as you were saying, you know, really embracing click and collect home delivery, looking really to push and promote those services and try and drive consumer awareness and stimulate as much demand as possible. And others very much have gone closer back to where we were in April and May and said, look, it just doesn't feel, doesn't feel right to be trying to encourage consumers in this way. So actually you know, we're gonna potentially furlough more people, keep skeleton operations, and then look to come back very strongly when the market, when the market does emerge. We're trying to get the balance right on our platform between making consumers aware that click and collect and home delivery services are available. And we're clearly online you know, above the line and using all of our media channels to promote our marketing campaign that we're 
out there with at the moment it's it's q1 it's normally the busiest time for our industry and we'd we'd plan to be out there with this marketing campaign for some time but we are trying to get the messaging right and the balance right between encouraging consumers to do what feels right and responsible and to keep transacting if they can do that in a in a safe way in in accordance with with the law but um equally not be you know too bold or too um too pushy with it given the, the wider context that we see out there in the market are there customers out there i mean so normally we see a huge boxing day bounce don't we and then that surge continues in, in into quarter one what, what, what can you tell us about about buyer activity and buyer demand at the moment are there people still searching and, and wanting to buy cars Absolutely. So we in Q4 last year, so the period September to December, our audience levels were up 20% year on year. And that was even during the previous lockdown that we saw. Encouragingly for us, we absolutely saw that Boxing Day bounce this year. So we're typically up about 30%, as you say, in the days prior to Christmas. From Boxing Day onwards, we see that huge step up. And that typically then, you know, sets the trajectory for the rest of the year. We absolutely saw that again this year and after the Boris announcement on Monday, we saw a slight drop in traffic when Boris was on delivering his announcement, but immediately post that announcement, demand came back again. So very, very different um, consumer story to the story that we saw back in April and May when obviously our site performance and industry traffic levels were, were impacted quite significantly. I'm not sure that January will look as strong as the period from September to December, but from the first few days we've seen of this week, you know, audience levels are still up year on year and still remain, remain strong. Beyond that, beyond the data that we see, we also conduct and are in market all the time with consumer surveys and gathering as much insight into consumer sentiment towards car buying as we possibly can. And our latest on-site um, research suggests that in terms of affordability, we're not seeing any red flags around consumers feeling less confident about their ability to afford to pay for a car. The number of people with less confidence compared to 12 months ago is still in relatively low single digits. And the percentage of consumers feeling positive about affordability remains strong and hasn't changed in you know, December and early January versus some of the levels we were seeing earlier in the year. No, I mean, Sorry to interrupt you, Catherine, but there are some really positive signs that we're seeing there. Last year, we saw that people weren't going on holiday, they were saving money, and actually people who remained in work were tucking away more money than they ever had done before. And then they were thinking about treating themselves to a new car. Do you think that is what's still driving the market? And how is that demand going to change as the year goes on? I think we've got two big things driving the market. I think that that's one of them, but for consumers that are you know, secure and confident in their employment status, disposable incomes and you know, average consumer debt have, has been a very positive story of the last 12 months. And as other you know, disposable purchase items haven't been there, a car as an exciting you know, experience-led product purchase has definitely performed well. The other big thing we've seen is car ownership and the importance of car ownership to consumers has increased quite significantly. So 35% of consumers in December told us that owning a car is more important to them than it was before the pandemic. That's the highest percentage of consumers we've seen at any point since April when we first asked the question. So actually the longer 
um, the pandemic has continued, the more consumers are telling us that owning a car is more important to them. I think for obvious public safety reasons and consumers looking to avoid public transport and being around other people as much as they perhaps would have done in the past, those behaviours and the sentiment shift towards you know, people wanting their personal space and freedom and a car purchase being a great way to secure that, those, those feelings, I think, and that sentiment is becoming more, more embedded. Um, encouragingly as well, when we ask consumers about, you know, consumers that are in market buying a car today, about how they're feeling about when they will complete that purchase, a good two thirds of them said back just before Christmas that those pre-Christmas announcements of the new tier four um, geographies, that they hadn't impacted the timing of when they wanted to buy their car. So actually most consumers were feeling you know, reasonably comfortable that actually you know, they'd made the decision to buy a car. They were gonna try and um, push on and make that happen, obviously in a, in a safe and um, compliant way with the law, but, um, consumers um, sentiment and propensity to want to own and buy a car has definitely I think if there are positives to be taken out of the last few months that behavior change um, I think for the industry over the long term will be a very positive one. And um, what's this what's this doing to used car prices I mean during the during the first lockdown I mean they they, they barely moved and then accelerated afterwards um, and it's sort of continued hasn't it since then I mean we had a, we had a record record year of used car price growth last year. Is that going to continue? I mean, can it continue? So our retail price index for December was up 8% again year on year, and that follows a few months where it's been at about that 8% level. It's been a very um, kind of steady upward trajectory in terms of year on year price increases. And the data we're seeing from the end of December and early January suggests um, that there's no reason to believe that um, there's any cause for um, kind of panic or suggestion that there's going to be any big movement in that trajectory at the moment. Um, we track a few different things each day um, across our platforms. We track the number of retailers changing prices, the number of stock units they're changing, and then the size of the price adjustment. And all of our retail pricing data is based on observed data points from customers and from auction houses. It's just we're replaying the data that we see back to the market. And those behaviors have been very, very stable in the last few days. So we're not seeing um, retailers, um, many retailers adjusting prices. We're not seeing them adjust um, significant volumes of stock and we're not seeing big price movements. So I, I, I guess, and I think our, if you asked us today, our expectation would be that the market would be from a pricing perspective, probably on hold or the market will be paused for the next few weeks we don't expect any big um, movement or shift away from what we've seen today I think when we emerge from um, the current lockdowns and restrictions I don't think um, pricing growth will continue at the eight percent level over the long term I don't think that is sustainable but equally I don't think there's any reason for alarm or panic that there's going to be a big correction or need to be a big adjustment consumer demand and all of the metrics that we're seeing around consumer demand are incredibly strong. And if anything, when we emerged from the last lockdown, we saw the big challenges being in supply and supply constraints were actually you know, one of the big factors that impacted our, our pricing data and trends. So if we see that again, then um, I think there's, again, good reasons for optimism around where, where prices may trend. And do you think now's a good time for dealers to be perhaps stocking up then? 
Um, I think, well, I think many retailers we're speaking to clearly stocked up for the January period um, because many of them would want, it's the biggest months of the year for, for the industry. Often there'd be big sales, big other um, event activity being launched around now. I think clearly it's an individual retailer call based on balance sheet position, cash rate strength, um, how they imagine the next few weeks will, will trend. I think we can all expect consumer demand to come back strongly if there is a period of um, softer demand over the next over the next few weeks. So I think retailers can enter this period clearly expecting a really tough few weeks. And I do, it, like, we need to be realistic about what that period is going to look like. But then with a lot of optimism, I think, about when the market comes back, about how strongly it will return. So if we said that April, April and May last year, the, the, the demand was around 25% of, of, of usual volumes. In the, in the second lockdown, lockdown in November, you, you said around 70, 75%. What would you be pegging lockdown free at if you're, if you're a betting person? <laughs> We've spent a lot of um, time over the last few days debating this internally. Um, I would hope that we would see um, levels around 50%, but um, I, we don't have any, we have data on audience visits on our platform. We don't have proxy sold data yet to suggest what the last few days trading performance would look like. I would say that it does, it does become slightly self-fulfilling based on the view that retailers take. So the more retailers that are running skeleton operations that are furloughing lots of people, clearly the less able the industry is gonna be to support the consumer demand that is there. And we've heard quite mixed reports from retailers this week about some, you know, literally returning to operations like they were at in April, May, whereas others actually keeping a lot more sites open, being a lot more bullish about how the next few weeks might trade. So it's to some extent going to be self-fulfilling, I think. Um, but from a consumer demand perspective, lots of reasons to believe um, yeah, it could be as high as 50%. But um, We'll have to wait and see and we'll keep sharing the data as soon as we get it over the next few days and weeks. Interesting. Um, and then and then what about just just finally some, some tips to dealers uh, who are who are dipping their toe in the water or continuing their, their, their online sales? Any top tips that you could give from auto trader and a consumer perspective, what those consumers want from from dealers when they go to from dealers when they go to their websites? Um, I think my, my tips for resellers at the moment would be, um, I think we've all got to be brave and build for the future. I think it's really easy to say, but really hard to do. Like focusing on what can be done now and enabling click and collect and home delivery and getting distance selling, um, getting distance selling capability really, really strong. I mean, I think what we do know is that now we're 10 months in to this, um, pandemic whether it's home life or work life I'm just not sure well the, the consumer behavior is just not going to go back to how it was before in the car buying journeys not going to go back to how it was before some things have now definitely changed for good so talking about when things go back to normal or when the market might look more like it did before I'm not sure is a very helpful conversation I think we've all got to hard as it is embrace the future and very much look to build the capabilities today that we're going to need to be successful in that future. Um, I think keeping stock online, whether that's retailer websites, doing everything you can to promote 
you know, whether it's the price transparency, whether it's the features of the vehicles, whether it's the safety features that you have in place to enable consumers to transact in a, you know, in a COVID secure way is more important than it ever was at the moment. If um, vehicles aren't advertised online, then pretty clearly they're not, they're not for sale. So whether that's Autotrader own website, then um, focus on digital presence more than ever. And I think my final tip would be, I'd love to say we keep we keep imagining that each um, lockdown is going to be the last and I'm very, very hopeful given news of the vaccine and everything else that this will be. But I think we've all learned to expect a bit of a roller coaster. We've all lived with this over the last 10 months and there's been periods of burst activity, periods of lockdown. I think we've got to emerge as quickly as we possibly can from those lockdown moments and make the best of um, the market when it is fully open and we can fully trade and retailers that have been very agile and been able to respond very, very quickly and adjust what they're doing, how they're going to market, how they're engaging with consumers have done a brilliant job of managing that roller coaster. But expecting that to become more of a way of operating probably feels like a good, a good approach, certainly for the next few months. Catherine, thank you very much for your time today. It's been fascinating to hear about those insights and um, let's hope it's not quite a bumpy road for the rest of rest of 2021 as it is at the moment. But thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much, James. Thanks for listening. We will be back again with more views on the latest car dealer news. If you've got any feedback, you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook. We are Car Dealer Mag. You can even send us a message that we'll include in the next show if you click the link in the description. Again, if you want to watch this video in full, you can go over to our YouTube. We are Car Dealer Magazine on there too. And to follow the latest developments, head over to our website. It's cardealermagazine.co.uk.